I knew something was off, but couldn't quite identify it for myself. Uh, you know, you get too close to your own daily life, you can't really pull out, which was a big factor of, I want a coach to help me with this. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Stalled out. Just even as I say those words, you probably already know what I mean. But it's one of the worst problems that people face. And one of the reasons why people search out our podcast and end up on our digital doorstep. When you're stalled out, it means a lot of different things. It means that you are no longer experiencing growth. It means that often you've plateaued. It means that all the good things that often humans mean need you're not getting in one way or another. <laughs> There's a lot to stalled out, <laughs> but it also dredges up a whole bunch of feelings that probably aren't that great too. And if you've ever felt this way, well, you already know that this means a change has to happen. Well, it turns out that this was the case for Heather too. Where I started to feel limited was more from just a pacing perspective. Big machines have a lot of layers of approval a lot of standards, which I understand why they're there and they're totally valid. But coming from just my background and the way my brain works, I'm always spinning and very much a type A. It just was a pace that started to bog me down. Yes. Now Heather's in a great role. Yeah. Senior product marketing manager. She loves her company. She loves her job, but it wasn't always that way before. Before Heather was stalled out. Here's Heather explaining where her career journey started at a nonprofit organization while she was still in college and what led to her being stalled out in the first place. I started while I was working in college doing marketing for a nonprofit organization in the Detroit area. I was originally going to school for film and communications. So I did that to put myself through school and ended up liking the marketing side and the communication side a lot. And it was a good transition for me into the working world and an opportunity to learn a lot. Um, but I think when I started, that definitely was not the path I was setting out for, which was quite surprising for me. Why do you say that? For my whole life, I always thought, you know, I'm going to be a typical creative person. I'm going to be in film. I'm going to work on scripts. I'm going to work in production management. And I just had that from a, a young age in my mind. Yeah. And I think I really had a, a narrow view of, in the work world, what it meant to be creative. And my, my first opportunity at a nonprofit opened my eyes a little bit to it and set me down the path within just a general marketing and communication background. How do you differ then versus now? When you think about creativity in the work world and what that can look like or could look like, how does your definition, how has it changed? So I think I've had a really unique career trajectory. I, like I said, I started in a nonprofit and that was a small organization and nonprofits typically are on a shoestring budget and they're pretty scrappy. So there was an opportunity there for me to jump in 
where it was needed. And I, there was definitely a hole in web development at that point. I mean, we're talking mid 2000s. So websites, some companies had them, some didn't. It was still becoming a major business tool. So there was, I saw that hole and helped to fill it in that organization, which then led me to working at a local newspaper. And again, it was a similar situation. It was after the economy had changed and a lot of people had been laid off. There's a lot of opportunities if you can put on the right hat and the right mindset. And it was a very similar situation in that there was a gap for social media there. And I saw the need for writing in that specific tone and voice that that differs from traditional print. So I jumped all on that and still strengthened my web background and ended up going to a boutique digital agency in Detroit, Metro Detroit. And there, again, it's like the same thing. If you can envision yourself doing something in these smaller organizations, the amount you can learn and test not only in business, but about yourself and what you like and what you don't like, there's definitely a lot of opportunity, but you need that creative ability to change what you're seeing around you. And then that opens the door to other creative projects may just not be on the path or the way you traditionally had thought of it. I like what you're talking about in terms of creativity. So what I think I heard you say is that creativity isn't necessarily just in, I don't know, ways people might traditionally think of creativity, but part of it is in what you see to create or experience opportunities around you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump a little bit here because I'm super curious. As you were moving down this path, you made a variety of changes, right? Mm -hmm. What else led up to you in this most recent change for you? What else led up to that? You know, for me, when I've wanted to make a jump to learn something new, try something different, it has always been, you know, it's a little bit of traditional searching web and knocking on doors. Uh, But I've also had recruiters find me online. And so my previous two jumps were recruiters reaching out to me. So I, I left the small world for the big world and ended up at one of the big three automakers in the connectivity division and working on connected cars, specifically from a product perspective and user experience. So they, the headhunter had found me and it was a great opportunity in the line of my trajectory. Uh, but then I quickly realized, you know, coming from a smaller background, going to this bigger organization, it's, it's a lot of change and there are good things and there are limiting things. So what were some know, of the great the things thing. for you? The great things are yeah. a ton of resources. You get so many other people from different backgrounds, from different points of view, working together. You have more people just on your team in general than you would in a smaller organization. So that camaraderie was huge for me. And I I really enjoyed that coming from these two, three, four person teams. What were some of the more limiting things or the areas that you didn't like as well or weren't benefiting you as much? Where I started to feel limited was more from just a pacing perspective. Big machines have a lot of layers of approval, a lot of standards, which I understand why they're there and they're totally valid, but coming from just my background and the way my brain works, I'm always spinning and very much a type A 
it just was a pace that started to bog me down and felt very unnatural for me, which is why I made another move. But again, I, I faced the same kind of situation at a uh, tier one in Detroit. And it was a little better because it was a smaller organization, but still slow paced and bogged down and a lot of politics. And that was what I had realized. Politics, I'm not one to want to play those ropes or play that game. So, you know, I did some reflection and thought, okay, I need to make a change. I've kind of stalled out. I've done what I can do here within my ability. So, but I also went into that previous job thinking that would be a more five to seven year plan for me because I didn't want to keep hopping around. And I thought, you know, I, I need to do this very strategically. I need to not be swayed by a headhunter or just randomly shoot things out into the black hole of online job boards. I really wanted to find someone to, to help me through that process. That's really interesting. I'm super curious about what you said about doing it more intentionally because you're coming from the lens or coming from the perspective of, hey, I thought I was going to take this role and I thought I was going to be here for five to seven years. And it sounds like even though it wasn't a bad situation is what I'm taking from that, it yeah. still wasn't someplace that you wanted to be for you know a full seven years and realize that you wanted something more than that. So I'm, I'm curious, tell me about what you started feeling like you absolutely needed that caused you to want to make an additional change or deviate from the plan? Yeah, I, I think it goes back to, again, for me, was the pacing and even the challenge perspective. I think when I came on board, I was so desperate to move faster and maybe didn't do as thorough of an investigation job um, from the question asking in the beginning. You know, I really liked the company and I liked the idea of what I would be doing in, in alignment. It was essentially from the beginning, my dream job with product marketing in a very highly technical field. And it was for the first three years. I just came to a point where I had kind of, in Kelly's words, conquered all I could conquer. And that was really hard for me to see because, like I said, it was my dream job. I thought, you know, I'm so lucky and so thankful and so loyal to be having this position. Why am I feeling like I'm bored or I'm not achieving enough or doing enough? Why do I feel just that something is, is really missing, which caused me to kind of take that introspective point of view and, and take a step back from you know, maybe a 20,000 foot view to make sure what am what I doing and what I am doing now, is it really aligning with my my personal values, with my goals in life, or you know, has have things changed in the last couple of years, which is natural. Everyone changes, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of a funny phenomenon because we all change. We all know it's happening. However, when we often think about our careers, especially yeah, the first 20 years or so of, of many of our careers, we don't necessarily anticipate that. We all know it's going to happen, but we don't necessarily <laughs> recognize that it's going to happen in this particular way in our careers and that we're going to evolve as people. And I think it's super cool that you started beginning to recognize that and started taking uh, proactive action on it after you realized that, hey, this this isn't quite the change that I anticipated it would be in, in many different ways, or you needed slightly different things and less of those limiting pieces that you mentioned. But I'm curious, 
what led you, was there any like one particular moment or a series of, of moments that really caused you to decide that, look, I've got, I've got to do something about this and I've got to do something about it now? I think it was more of a short time period. So in the automotive world, it's a big deal to go to the consumer electronics show. And so there's a lot of build up and a lot of lead up and all hands on deck in the months up to that point. And I've done this quite a few years at this point. And I think last year, again, I did it and I, I kind of burned out during that period as everyone who's ever worked on a big show like that does. But then I think when I came into the new year, I just thought, okay, what did I feel like I accomplished in all of that for me and, and, and my goal? I know the company did really well in exhibiting in the show, but you know, does that set me up for anything forward moving project wise, momentum wise into the future for the year. I like to set the yearly goals at the beginning. And I kind of stalled out in terms of figuring out what those goals would be as my current career path was, as well as the beginning of the year didn't really kick off the way I thought it would as it typically does for me in my career. It was just kind of, it stalled out. And so I felt like I was kind of lulling out and recognized that had been the pattern for the last few years in the industry where it'd be jam-packed for the last three or four months and then you lull at the beginning of the year. I'm very much a type A person and that's not what I like to do or how I like to operate. I like to be pretty steady. Yeah. And so at that point, you know, I, I after reviewing the previous year, I thought, okay, I need to figure out like, how do I do this different? which is and how I ended up finding the Happen to Your Career podcast just from search. I, I'm a big podcast person, so I was searching on Spotify for career podcasts just to see, you know, I have, other people obviously have been through this, but I'd like to hear. There's got to be some out there, right? <laughs> right, right, for sure. And I wanted to hear those firsthand experiences. And that's like that. I definitely found that with the podcast for sure. Well, I'm so glad you did because it led to us getting the opportunity to work with you on solving this exact thing of what uh, what do you need and how do you make yeah. that more intentional change and mm-hmm. and <laughs> not that long later uh, you know within months later for all intents and purposes mm-hmm. now you're on the show which is crazy you know we've we've done I this know. many times but it still blows my mind that uh, somebody can find our podcast and then be really looking for that type of intentional change. And, you know, inside a one year period of time, be able to be on the podcast is a success story. So congratulations, first of all, to you because Thanks. you've done a really nice job. And yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, I, I just think that's such a cool phenomenon. And it begs the question too, you know, when you went into this, not necessarily working with us, but when you went into, hey, look, I've got to make some kind of change. And I recognize that. What were some of your expectations going into it compared to what you have found in actually making that change? Yeah. So I think when I first went into it, I knew something was off, but couldn't quite identify it for myself. Uh, You know, you get too close to your own daily life. You can't really pull out, which was a big factor of, I want a coach to help me with this. But I think my expectations were probably two different things. One it's going to take me a long time. It's going to take me a while to figure this out. And it's going to take me a long time to slog through and find 
what kind of position is even out there for me or I'm going to have to start something kind of on my own based on my personality and what my my goals are, which weren't super clear to me at the time either. And then I also thought, okay, what if it goes a completely different direction? What if I need a completely different career change and go back to school, new certification, anything like that? So I was I was leery of what I would find, but I knew that what I would find, whatever the outcome was, it was going to be what I needed to find. Like I just I just had faith that like that was the right trajectory and the right thing I really needed to do for myself and my career. That's kind of how I went into it. That's so interesting. And I I love that mindset for how you came in. I think that's part of what has made you successful in thinking through and then taking action to make this type of change. Because I think many people go into knowing, well, many people know that they need a change and want to change in one way or another. However, the fear of what you might find out on the other side can stop many people from doing that too. You know, what, what if, you know, what I really want to be doing does require some additional, you know, either education or experience or something else. And I want to say that for two reasons. One, just to acknowledge that that is actually a harder place to be in than what it sounds like uh, for, for many people. And then two, I think that's, stop so many people. And you did a really nice job just saying, no, I recognize that whatever's on the other end of this is really what I'm actually going to need. And you plugged ahead anyway, even though it was hard. For sure. And I'm a big person of, like, I I really believe big in facing your fears, even though they're there. Usually they're there for a reason, but not to, I don't think, stop you. I think to maybe even push you further. Where did that pop up? for you later on in the process where you recognize that, hey, here's an area where I, I have some fears, but they're probably there for a reason. So I think it came up in two different places during the whole process for me. The first being in the beginning when I was really working with Kelly as well as through the progression of the modules, I, I haven't really thought through my career from a intellectual point of view or very introspective point of view. So really laying out my personal values as who I am today and what I really think makes me happy only because you don't necessarily know what you're going to put down when you put the pen to the paper. Um, You may think it's one thing, but you go through exercises and you're talking with people and you're finding out new things about yourself. It was challenging, but so, so necessary for me because at that stage, I thought I was going to make a completely different career choice in a different field doing a different function yeah. uh, other than product marketing. And it surprised me, but ultimately at the end, after all the conversations with Kelly up to that point, it turned out to be, no, I really love what I'm doing. It's just, I'm not finding organizations that fit with my values of who I am and what I like to do and, and how I operate. And I think that that happens more frequently than what most of us would expect. Because when we're there in that moment, like you were, you know, not that long ago, less than a year ago, where you're like, I know that I need to make a change. And you're thinking about it. Often we have a tendency to think, wow, it needs to be a drastic change. Like I need to move completely away from an industry or, you know, an occupation or the same types of roles or whatever else. And that really is kind of the human tendency 
when we're thinking about it. However, in reality, what we see, especially after working with thousands of people, is that many of them do the same type of thing or find out the same type of thing that you did, where there's so many things that should be carried along with them, whether it be the same type of occupation or whether it be other other different areas, and instead make less of a drastic change and it more becomes you know, changing the environment in the form of a company that has the same values or something similar. That makes me think about you and your change. And I'm curious, how do you think about what was difficult in going from one one thought or one mental lens on it in terms of, I got to make a drastic change all the way to the other side? What did you find most difficult about that? Sure. So I think after the first couple modules that are are more introspective. I mean, I had that challenge of figuring out, am I doing the right thing or do I need to completely switch? I think the next challenge that presented itself for me came along the lines of, do I trust myself when it comes to moving forward in the next steps, which is really where Kelly came in. Mm. Instrumental. And for context, uh, Kelly was your coach in in the program for those listening. Yeah. And I think, you know, I came to her a lot of times during our coaching session. You know, I I know, okay, I know where I'm heading now. I know I need to leave automotive industry, but I want to stay product marketing. I don't have enough faith in myself to make sure I'm not falling into the same pitfalls that I've fallen into before. Because I do feel like there was a bit of, even though I was jumping from different types of companies in industries, there was still a pattern of either the, it was slow and then really fast and there was a burnout rate or there were just situations or culture problems or not necessarily problems, but they didn't align with my values that kept popping up. And so I felt like I was completely lost on, you know, how do I even identify those? So how did you work through that then? It was a lot of chatting with Kelly and her reframing back to me what I was saying, kind of going back to what I was saying about reframing what your creative view is and the lens on how you look at something just because obviously everyone's so close to themselves and having that sounding board was was very much instrumental and I think the other aspect was talking to people in product marketing roles in different industries different verticals just through reaching out to people and asking them questions and and how do you feel what do you like what do you don't like and realizing that a lot of product marketers we think very similar. We like similar things, do the similar things. And I think, honestly, without going through the modules and having your career path, I would have never thought to do that myself on my own. That would have been a big barrier. And I think I would have fallen into the same pitfalls that I have in the past. Why did you feel that was so helpful to you in your situation? So I think just having peers from a product marketing perspective, it's still an emerging sector within marketing. So typically you'll find that you may only have one or two people on the team. And I was a solo person at the beginning in my last position. And you just don't know, you know, it's kind of, I'm in a black hole and by myself, I I want the, as everybody does, I want that validation. am Am I doing the right thing? Is this a real thing? Is there a future in this? So what it sounds like then is by, going through, first of all, interacting with 
Kelly on our team, your coach, and her reframing a lot of this. And then by going and having conversa- external conversations in the real world, uh, mm-hmm. it was able to provide much more of that validation and reaffirm for you that, hey, this is an area that I should continue to consider for yourself. Is that right? Yeah. that's, that's, that's... When you think about this process as a whole of making <laughs> making a making a change but not just any type of change instead the much more intentional change that we were talking about at the beginning of our conversation what advice would you give to someone else who's in that same place maybe where you were less than a year ago and you're like okay I know that this isn't working in the way that I anticipated (laughs) my current role would work. And although it's not bad, it's definitely not what I want in the future. And I know that I need to make a change. What advice would you give that person that's right back where you were? I would say you need to take a step back outside of yourself. It may take talking to some close friends and family members who really know you well, but think about your values and try and align them your current position um, and, and see what matches up and what doesn't. I think that if you can do that, at least from a value and goal perspective on your own, that alone will illuminate that something's not working if it's not working and that you need to kind of push through that uncomfortable darkness. And I don't quite know what it is. It'll start to unfold. It may be fast, it may be slow, but it definitely will start to unfold. Uh, the more you start to pull those threads. It's just starting to pull those threads is the hardest part. I think that's such great advice. And I was thinking about it as you were talking to, and it it really is difficult to move forward when you don't necessarily know exactly what the result is going to be. But the thing that always keeps me coming back to the table, both for any time I need to make a change in my own life, especially when it's associated with you know what I want and my values and and everything that goes along with that, or continuing to help people do the same thing, is that I know that if you don't pull on those threads, as you said, which I, I love how you put that, if you don't pull on those threads, even though you don't totally know where it's going to lead, then you're never going to figure out what it is that that you want or or you never are going to figure out you know where it is that you might have something that really does line up with with what you value and that sounds um that sounds strangely like settling to me and i i don't want yeah. people to settle in their lives yeah that's exactly how i felt when i started thinking about that is okay it's, it's cool it's great I, I don't have any major complaints i'm not yeah. Hating going to work every day, but I also feel like there's more for me. But how do I find what's more for me without feeling like I'm doing a disservice to my current company? You know, I, I'm a loyal person, so that was I struggled with that a little bit. And I was very thankful for the opportunity as well. And I didn't want it to come off even to myself as I wasn't thankful or or I had any resentment. It was just I needed to grow and the only way to grow was make a a change. How else has making this type of change impacted your life? From a work-life perspective, I feel that I have the ability to pull back more and have a different vantage point on situations or or challenges or 
um, just projects in general at work, but as well as in my personal life, because I have found a situation where my day to day, the people I'm interacting with, the the work I'm doing really aligns with my values. Not the places before hadn't, but it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. And and I think where I've landed now in the software industry is good. It aligns with me. The pace is what I need it to be. So I go home every night not feeling completely wiped out and exhausted, but I feel like I've accomplished something. I'm energized. And and so then that leads me to being able to have more creative space in my personal endeavors and what I like to do with my friends and family and, and in the community. I, I feel like I've gained some of that balance back that I didn't necessarily have before. And before it wasn't even because I didn't have a a work-life balance and I was working a ton of hours. I was working, you know, what everyone typically works, but I didn't come home feeling inspired. So I kind of sold out even in my personal life. And I'm so thankful to have that back and that excitement for, you know, I'm not a weekend warrior anymore. (laughs) Not a weekend warrior anymore. I love that. (laughs) It's, but I really think that that is, that is what it is in many different ways. And so many people don't know that it's possible to do it differently. And it definitely is harder to do it differently. And you have done an absolutely amazing job. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story. And and for well, I'm listening to the podcast in the first place. And now, you know, it's so many months later coming uh, coming on and uh, being able to being able to to be a success story, and I think that that will help more people recognize that it's it's possible. So I really appreciate that on all those different levels, and for giving us a front row seat to uh, participating in that change. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm so thankful to have found happened to your career and to have worked with you and Kelly. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I feel like the way that I wanted to do it justice during this last move. If I haven't, yeah, I'm just very grateful for that. Hey, if you want the same type of change that Heather got, where you get to roll on in to work that really truly fits you and work that feels like you're growing and you're getting fulfillment and really allows you to be able to do the other things that you want to do in your life, not just your work, then guess what? Career Change Bootcamp 3.0 is probably for you. Now, I already shared a lot of details about CCB 3.0 in the last episode where we showcased a replay from our coaches panel style webinar where we answered your biggest questions about making career change to meaningful work that fits you and pays you well. So definitely check out that episode. Go back in your podcast feed if you haven't already. It's an amazing one. But also, if you're interested in getting this type of career change and really opening up doors for the entire rest of your life to making sure that you're no longer settling, you're living the life and career that you want to be, then absolutely drop me an email. Scott, it happened to your career with CCB 3.0 in the subject line. And then guess what? I'll put you in touch with my team and we'll figure out if CCB is in fact right for you. With the 3.0 version, we have now improved it so much more. This is uh, this is actually the 10th iteration overall of CCB. And we've had many, many, many students go through. And you've heard a whole bunch of their stories on the podcast. 
That said, don't hesitate to drop me an email with the word CCB 3.0 in the subject line. Scott at happentoyourcareer.com. Pause this right now and go ahead and do that. And we'll connect you up. And even if it's not right for you, we'll figure out the very best way that we can help support you so you can get where you want to go. Because quite frankly, that's what this is all about. That's probably why you're listening to this podcast in the first place. So let's figure out how to make it happen. Also, specifically, since you listen to us on the podcast, just mention that. And if we decide that CCB is right for you, then guess what? Just for podcast listeners, you'll get an invite to a call with me and the other new CCB students specifically to talk about what I would recommend for you personally to get the very most out of the program. And at the same time, you'll get an extra month of support for free. Well, I guess it's not totally free. It's at our cost. But uh, yeah, that's just because you listen to the podcast. Assuming we determine that uh, CCB is really right for you. And if it is, we'll get you going, get you in there and help you make a career change that's meaningful to you and also pays well. Until then, I will be back on Thursday because now we're publishing on Monday and Thursday. Make sure that you're looking in your podcast feed on Mondays and Thursdays where we'll be sharing a brand new episode where I have a conversation with Carolina. I know people might say, well, if you want to work on a business, obviously it takes years sometimes. You're not supposed to give up. It wasn't really giving up. It was about listening to yourself and what is actually you need and what is important to you. Focus on your values. All that and more coming your way on Thursday. That's right. You don't have to wait until Monday to find out how you can make the changes you need to have career happiness. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast uh, so you can have it just download in your sleep and you don't miss it. Share this episode with someone that feels stuck in their job, by the way. Spread the love. Until then, I am out. Adios.